Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Come, baby, come, baby, baby, come, 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 baby, come, baby, baby, come, come. You gotta give me love and then you gotta give me some. You gotta give me love and you gotta give me some. Well, as we used to do in the military, here's the bluff. The bottom line up front. Florida is number one. And working together, we will ensure that Florida remains the number one state in these United States. We're number one. We're number one. We're number one. Tell us more. Florida is the fastest growing state in the nation. We rank number one for net in-migration. We rank number one in the nation for new business formations. We are number one in economic growth amongst large states. Florida has more people employed today than before the pandemic. Our unemployment rate is one of the lowest on record and it is significantly lower than the national average. And of course, as many of you know in this room, the last two years, we've seen the largest budget surpluses in the history of the state of Florida. All good stuff. People are leaving everywhere else and they're coming here. Why? Because Florida, despite the lies about us. Um, the, the, the one thing, the um, the budget surplus one is one where you just kind of got to be a little bit nuanced because, yes, because of good management. Yes, also because of the, you know, massive money basically thrown out of the airplane by the federal government. Um, but compare our track record on budget in that environment of flowing funds to, say, you know, California, Illinois, New York, right? So, um, yes, but with a small asterisk, which is, of course, what the Democrats have been kind of, you know, making a big deal about. They're, they're not totally wrong, but they're not totally right either. He goes on. We rank number one in the nation for education freedom. We rank number one in the nation for parental involvement in education. We rank number one in fourth grade reading and math amongst all large states, and we have the number one public higher education system in the country. We are number one amongst large states for the quality of our roads, and Florida has the top three cruise ports in the entire world. Nice. <laughs> Woo we'll take it. Absolutely, we'll take it. We defied the experts. We bucked the elites. We ignored the chatter. We did it our way, the Florida way. And the result is that we are the number one destination for our fellow Americans who are looking for a better life. You could almost hear it. <laughs> you could almost hear it when he was saying it. At least if you were me, you could almost hear it. Just kind of coming up underneath him as like a bit of a bed music. Oh, he did it his way. <laughs> I, you know that wasn't unintentional. You know that was an intentional jab, which is fine, you know, because fighting with New York, fighting with California, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, some of the other things that, you know, kind of, it, it was a big hit speech, okay? Um, you know, talking about tax breaks, talking about medical freedom, not giving into the biomedical security state, kind of his phrase that he likes to use, you know, legal reform. I thought this comment about uh, lawsuit reform is interesting. While our economy has consistently outperformed the nation as a whole, Florida's lawsuit-happy legal climate is still holding us back. The legal system should be centered on achieving justice, 
not lining the pockets of lawyers. Agreed. Speaker, Speaker Paul Renner is stepping up to deliver much-needed legal reform, and I thank him for helping Florida reach its full economic potential. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and excessive and frivolous lawsuits are absolutely a friction on the economic engine. They for sure are. They suck money out of the system and put it into lawyers who sometimes deserve it and many times do not, and that's part of the problem that he was getting at. Uh, 7.15 here on News Radio 92.3. A couple of the notes on this we'll get to in a second. Candy's got traffic on the fives. All right, thank you for texting in your traffic tips. Uh, there's two random great planks in the roadway at the top of the I-110 connector just before you get on the loop to get on I-10. So just a warning for motorists. I-10 eastbound backing up at the 20. Pensacola Boulevard exit, of course, and it looks like uh, yeah, eastbound at the Highway 29 is a parking lot again. So caution there, caution as you know wherever you are. And thank you again for texting in your tips. This is brought to you by Knox Pest Control. Their family serving your family since 1929. For more info on a free pest or termite quote, visit Knox Pest. That's K N O X KnoxPest.com. Knox knocks them out. Traffic tips text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Governor DeSantis. Say to the state address yesterday talking quite a bit about, of course, education and uh, medical freedom and tax breaks and guns to some degree and China to some degree in a bit of a presidential announcement preview, I thought, if you look at it that way. And taking a moment to talk about his wife, too. Very important part of, obviously, his life, his governorship, his future presidential run. I am happy to be joined here by our first lady, uh, my wife, Casey. We got Mason on the lap. There he is sitting there. Over the past four years, she spearheaded efforts to help our youth avoid drugs, promote emotional resiliency in schools, and provide a pathway to prosperity for the less fortunate. She also gave birth to our daughter, Mamie, and most recently fought a battle against breast cancer. I was here last year saying we would be able to announce that she was cancer-free, and I can tell you she is cancer-free and she is doing better than ever. Fantastic news, frankly. And honestly, you know, I've watched a lot of these kind of, you know, diplomatic speeches or whatever. I thought this one was extremely good for this kind of a thing, you know, running through the checklist. He even said in the press conference afterwards, he was like, we we gave you the shortened version because of the kids getting anxious. Which is is not adorable, you know. We had we had the A version, the B version, the C version. We went with the C version because the kids were starting to get a little bit uppity. We wanted to end things pretty quickly. A cool half hour for the governor yesterday that ended this way. So we find ourselves in Florida on the front lines in the battle for freedom. Together, we have made Florida the nation's most desired destination, and we have produced historic results. But now's not the time to rest on our laurels. We have the opportunity and indeed the responsibility to swing for the fences so that we can ensure Florida remains number one. Don't worry about the chattering class. Ignore all the background noise. Keep the compass set to true north. We will stand strong. We will hold the line. We won't back down. And I can promise you this. You ain't seen nothing yet. Thank you all. God bless you. Oh man, I had chills. Honestly, Thank I had you. chills with that. I'm like, ain't seen nothing yet for the whole country. What are you? What are you pre-announcing, sir? Lauren Book, who is a state senator, who I, I generally like. In fact, I think you know, if the Democrats had been a little bit smarter in the fall, uh, she still would have gotten murdered by uh, DeSantis in the final. But uh, she was. A, she is a much more broad-based appeal candidate than Nikki Fried by far. And even then, Charlie Crist, in my opinion. So she was the one who gave one of the responses from the Senate side. 
Much of this has been put at risk by the divisive agenda of a governor vying to be the most conservative in the nation. Banning books? That's not freedom. Limiting protests against the government? That's not freedom. Claiming to be pro-business, yet attacking Florida's businesses, both big and small? That is not freedom. Forced pregnancy and birth, even in cases of rape and incest? That is not freedom. By the way, interestingly, the abortion restriction bill that's been filed in the House and the Senate to move it down to six weeks has an incest and rape provision added into it. You do have to provide documentation that you filed a police report or had a restraining order, but um, there actually is now uh, one of that's in the bill. So, but that was as of yesterday. So I get that's a little bit breaking news versus what she had said. Anyway, Lauren Book went on, and I, from her point of view, if you take her starting points as the indices of freedom, the ability to have an abortion anytime you want it, I can see why you would say it that way. And, you know, given the starting points, it's a fair criticism that it's less freedom of that sort. But, of course, the balance is against the right to life of the child in the womb to come to existence, right? That's, you know, so every one of these points has a counter argument, of course, but I wanted to give her her say. Floridians struggling with the skyrocketing cost of living? That is not freedom. Well, that's Biden. This, my fellow Floridians, is the true state of our state. The party of supposed limited government has developed a taste for control, and with it, an aversion to accountability. Hiding behind a brand of freedom I don't recognize, while the governor amasses nearly unchecked power. Then again, because of the uh, what you have seen over the last 50 years in the education realm, pushing so heavily to the left, efforts to rein that in and create a little bit more balanced playing field are going to look like government restriction. I I welcome the changes anyway, but then she said this. When Floridians can't earn a living wage to create their own version of the American dream, it's time to ask ourselves why. When homeowners can't afford property, health, and car insurance with no relief in sight, it's time to ask why. When the elderly can't afford health care and families are having to ration insulin, it's time to ask why. When teachers and first responders can't afford to live in the communities that they serve, it's time to ask why. This is the true state of our state. And Floridians, you deserve better. All right, so there's the uplifting message. (laughs) No, but look, they had an election. And, uh, you know, Republicans won won three quarters and the Democrats won a quarter. Um, It's not that there's no merit to any of those concerns. I just, you know, Florida had a vote and we didn't pick that vision of how things ought to be or that criticism of how things are. One thing I thought was interesting is that the uh, Democrats put out a note about how, you know, in DeSantis is Florida. Nobody can afford housing because of the skyrocketing price of housing, which is a concern. Absolutely. And he's working on it. Kathleen Pasadomo is working on it. Uh, They got stuff in the house. They're, They're trying to work on this. But to me, that's a weird complaint because why is housing so high? Because so many people want to live here. (laughs) It's like saying, God, how dare you let the price of housing go up as a byproduct of the fact that Florida is so awesome that everybody's moving here, which is the source of that problem, right? So it's a weird indirect compliment to everything the Republicans are doing to say, and this housing, which is a problem, but what's the reason for the problem, right? 722 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you have a business... Figuring out insurance benefits, dental vision, life, disability, HR, payroll, all of that stuff. Probably not the most fun thing you do with your day. In fact, it's something you don't have to do with your day. 
Torgerson Causey, they can figure this out for you. They can help your employees have options, maybe save them money, maybe give them better coverage. I know they did that for us about five years ago here at News Radio and Cat Country, and they have been great ever since for more than 20 years. A comprehensive employee benefits agency, Torgerson Causey has been helping local businesses just like yours. Give them a call, find out no obligation what they might be able to do for you. 433-9996 or online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. And just real quick, a traffic note: I-10 eastbound is blocked all the way to the Pine Forest exit from the Car City exit. That is just, and this is eastbound from the Car City exit to the Pine Forest exit. We'll give a look at traffic here coming up. Here's today's strength for life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by anxiety? Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Did you ever notice the three levels in that verse? Thoughts, emotions, and behavior? The verse is saying that our thinking will impact our emotions or heart, and then our behavior when it says, so is he. Our anxiety problems start with what we think about, and then impact our emotions, and then ultimately determine our behavior. I encourage you to discipline your mind to stop thinking about things that are untrue, unjust, and impure, and start thinking about things that are true and just and pure. You'll find that much of your anxiety will be gone and your emotions will be healthy and then your behavior will be Christ-like. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support. Datarevs.com. Is your house making you sick? Learn about the hazards lurking in your home that can affect your health due to high humidity levels and excess moisture. High humidity levels and excess moisture inside the home are the leading cause of insect infestation, mold, mildew, musty odors, and fungi, which can result in making you sick. Condensations on windows and vents, blistering or peeling paint, and cupping of hardwood floors are all signs of high humidity levels and excess moisture. Learn more today at 9 on Pep Talk with Lisa Murphy from Southern Climate Solutions. Parents usually know if their children will argue over their inheritance, but this can be prevented. I'm Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors. No one wants to see their wealth wasted away because of poor planning. I've assisted several clients with estate planning ideas and sometimes have served as trustee or executor upon their death. Give me a call at 497-6167. Armada Advisors is charting a better course. Local talk during your morning and afternoon drive. Local news every hour on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Throw me a freaking bone here. I'm the boss. Need the info. Good morning, 726 News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Let's go straight to uh, Candy with uh, traffic on the five. All right, a horrible accident. It looks like this is I-10 eastbound, and it's a parking lot between uh, between the Car City exit, uh, which is 10A, and then uh, the Pine Forest exit, which is exit 7. Now, the Pine Forest is also... Uh, 
the Pine Forest. The roads are also backed up trying to get onto that interstate, as you can imagine. But again, a parking lot. Certainly avoid that area if you can. And this has been a standstill for like 30 minutes now. Uh. A multi-car accident, as I understand, that is I-10 eastbound. Uh, still watching Brent Lane, I-110 northbound. Uh, looks like uh, there was a, a roadblock. Uh, there, it looks like that has been moved. But again, a vehicle crash at the roadblock. I-10 eastbound, mile marker 10. It is blocked. And again, backing up quite a while and backing up on the interstate uh, entrances uh, as well. Certainly, if you see an accident or you have a traffic tip, 437-1620, text it in. And thank you for doing so. News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Yeah, this is a mess. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sorry y'all have to deal with it. I, And I'll tell you, you know, when I'm in traffic, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, tr- I try, the, try to remind myself, like, okay, I'm going to be stuck here for... 20 minutes, half hour, right, sure. hour, you know, I don't know. can't guarantee you anything. Um, but, you know, my day is still going to be way better than those people. You know, the people who got their cars wrecked or, their, or got hurt of or worse, course, right? You yeah. know, all that. It's hard to it, keep it's, that it is, mind, and it, right? It, it doesn't always work, but it's it's my way. It's my way of trying to remind myself, like, you know, hey, all things considered, I'll take what I've got. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because you never know. And having been in accidents, it's it's. It's awful. It is look like it's looking like it's moving now, like oh, down good. to a single lane because they're starting to clear stuff up. But uh, That's man, good but news, that yeah. is awful. It was a parking lot. Like a, there's usually yeah, like yeah. an orange line, but it was a Just black line. Black. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David. Well, an update on that assault weapons ban in Illinois. The Illinois Supreme Court has agreed now to an accelerated hearing schedule for the state's appeal after a judge ruled the ban violates the Illinois state constitution last week. Their Supreme Court will be hearing arguments in May. Uh, The new board that controls Walt Disney World's special taxing district meets for the first time today. The uh, first item on their agenda, officially changing the board's name from Reedy Creek Improvement District to the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. Uh, The board was run by Disney for decades. That authority was revoked during a special legislative session last month. And it seems like everything Andrew's going plant-based these days. Hershey's Chocolate has now announced two new dairy-free products. One of them, a Reese's uh, plant-based peanut butter cup. The other, a vegan chocolate Hershey bar with almonds and sea salt. You sound <laughs> disgusted. I, I don't like You couldn't plant-based. anti-market the product any more effectively. Wow. Good thing you're not in sales. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get some for us to try. Listen, we have got this it virtually taste-free, okay. super healthy, nobody's going to want to eat it, peanut butter cup coming out. <laughs> By Hershey's. And yet, yeah, right, exactly. And yet, can I say this? Um, I will try it. And if it tastes great and it makes me healthy, I'm fine. All right. Well, if you two bring in the plant-based peanut butter cup, oh, totally I will go into it with an open mind. See, you know we should what? have a taste test, well, like my, a regular one. And a- My first thought is, it seems to me like the peanut butter cup is already fairly plant-based right the cocoa comes from a plant the peanuts come from ryan jenkins i mean like you know like uh, you know but i guess it's the the milk products or whatever like that's the thing that's going to be the hang-up okay fine of course that comes from plants too i mean it comes from via cows but still all right david thanks so much for the update 729 here on news radio 92.3 what else do we have going on the um oh pensacola opera uh carousel they're performing that rogers hammerstein and uh we're going to be giving away tickets throughout the day be listening i think bobby's got a pair of tickets to give away to that Today, that's March 17th and March 19th. Uh, Obviously, that's going to be a fantastic performance. Also, the Gulf Breeze Arts Festival, 27th annual, March 25th and 26th. 100-plus local, regional, and national fine artists, food vendors, student art show. Uh, You get to wander around in the school and see the student art. That's my favorite. And you get to see the student art. And all all of the art on the the parking spaces. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff to that. David, what do you have coming up in your news, sir? 
New charges possible for Matthew Banks. We'll tell you about it right after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Two friends from South Carolina are at a hospital in Texas rescued from kidnappers in Mexico, one with gunshot wounds in his leg. Two friends with them were killed. Shaheed Woodard and Zindel Brown were already dead by the time authorities arrived on scene. Two other victims, Latavia McGee and Eric James Williams, survived the horrifying kidnapping and are back in the U.S. All four traveled from South Carolina to Mexico, so McGee could get a tummy tuck procedure. McGee's mother giving this update, quote, she's doing okay. She was crying. She watched two of them die. They died in front of her. Fox's Todd Pyro. Four people are killed in a small plane collision over a lake in Winter Haven, Florida. It was an in-air collision, uh, and both planes immediately went to the ground, went to the water. That's Polk County, Florida Chief Steve Lester. One plane was floating on the lake's surface after the crash. One sank. There were two people on board each plane. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731. It's News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. 70. It's partly cloudy in Pensacola. There could be more charges coming for former Pensacola contractor Matthew Banks. The Florida State Attorney's Office says they've been investigating Banks' case. They're planning to make a charging decision here in the next couple of weeks. Once that decision is made, that investigation will be made public. Banks reportedly owes more than a million dollars now in restitution and fines. He is accused of taking money from hundreds of different customers around the area and never finishing, sometimes never starting the work on their homes. The contractor's competency boards in several counties in our area have suspended his contractor's license. He's also been arrested several times in the last few months. The driver of a truck was hurt, but is expected to be okay after their vehicle crashed into a house yesterday on 9th Avenue and Bobie Streets. Pensacola police say that happened yesterday evening about 7 o'clock. The driver of a truck reportedly rear-ended another vehicle, lost control, hit a street sign, ultimately crashed into a house and hit the house. So hard, uh, PPD says the House may have shifted. During the first day of the legislative session, Governor DeSantis gave the State of the State address yesterday. Florida is the fastest growing state in the nation. We rank number one for net in-migration. We rank number one in the nation for new business formations. We are number one in economic growth amongst large states. And the governor called Florida number one, said we'll work together to make sure the Sunshine State stays in that position. The federal government now suing to block a major airline merger. The Department of Justice filed a civil antitrust lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts to stop the merger of JetBlue and Spirit Airlines. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that lawsuit yesterday. The deal worth $3.8 billion. If the merger did go through, it would create the fifth largest airline in the nation, and Spirit Airlines would be eliminated. Your Florida Power and Light Bill will have a few changes next month. The Public Service Commission approved two proposals for FPL yesterday. One of those uh, changes spread storm recovery costs among all FPL customers, and that's regardless of who was impacted by the storm. That means costs uh, that were previously only paid by Panhandle customers are now also being spread among customers in South Florida. The storm cost recovery that for Michael and Sally that occurred here uh, a few years ago that's been about $11 a month, instead of those costs being just spread over the customers in Northwest Florida, those costs will be spread over the entirety of the FPL customer base uh, throughout the state. And so that reduces 
the cost for our customers in Northwest Florida significantly. That's J.T. Young from FPL Northwest Florida. About $2.1 billion in storm recovery costs were approved, though, for recent storms as well, uh, which will also be spread out among all customers. That should amount to about $4 for every 1,000 kilowatt hours on your bill. They also approved a reduction in costs for fuel uh, fuel charges. It is 735 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. All right, bad accident. This is I-10 eastbound, and it's uh, the Car City exit, and that's where the holdup is, and it was a parking lot all the way back to Pine Forest, and, of course, the exits uh, from Pine Forest trying to get on the interstate or the entrances, I, sh- I should say, are also backed up, so Pine Forest is backed up as well. Down to single lane, it is moving. It's just real, real slow as emergency crews try to help out those that were uh, hurt in this accident and get the cars moved off to the side, as I understand moving, but just real slow. And again, that's I-10 eastbound at that Car City exit. So caution there, caution wherever you are. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's going to be a warm and humid day today with temperatures rising near 76 degrees. Small chance of an isolated shower, 10% chance of rain overall. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the mid-60s. Warm weather continues for your Thursday with a small chance of rain, 10% chance of showers with a high near 76. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 68. We will stay warm for Friday with temperatures rising into the 80s with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Weather Center. And right now, 70 degrees. It is partly cloudy in Pensacola, 69 in Gulf Breeze, and 64 in Milton. Our next news at 8 o'clock. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. I'm Jennifer Koshinka with your money now. President Biden will welcome Ursula von der Leyen to the White House this week with the European Union's top official eager to gain concessions amid a tense subsidy spat between the two giant trading blocks. Both sides of the Atlantic have been embroiled in a trade dispute in the wake of Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which has allocated more than $300 billion in climate and green energy policies. EU officials are worried some subsidies and provisions of the law will divert investment away from Europe. American Airlines may be preparing to offer its pilot similar benefits recently announced by rival Delta. Reuters says American Airlines CEO told pilots that matching Delta's new offerings will result in a contract worth more than $7 billion for them through increased pay rates and profit sharing. To match Delta's deal, American pilots would receive an average pay increase of 21% in the first year of the contract. On Wall Street, futures are modestly higher. That's your money now. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information from competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4. So you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And when Experian Automotive studied vehicles in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experian data from model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. 
ECUA's free Recycling Coach app is here. Discover which materials are recyclable. Receive automatic reminders on waste collection, schedules, and holiday update. And use the report, a problem feature, to schedule a special pickup or report a missed pickup. What's more, there's educational information on a wide variety of recycling topics and resources. Download the Recycling Coach app today with the App Store or Play Store. Also accessible from the ECUA website. That's ecua.fl.gov. What if I told you there was more than one way to listen to your favorite news talk station in Pensacola? You probably already know that you can hear News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 97.3 and on the AM dial at 1620. But did you know you can also listen to News Radio on the FM dial at 95.3? You can also stream us live online at NewsRadio923.com or by downloading our mobile app. Just look for News Radio Pensacola in your app store. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Uh, we have a ribbon cutting on March 8th at the Sanders Beach Playground. Uh, that's Wednesday, March 8th at 3 p.m. Uh, we got a, a new playground uh, at 913 South I Street. And I can say uh, Caroline Reeves has tested this, has pilot tested it. Uh, that's my neighborhood playground. Uh, and I believe it got a five out of five. So I'm uh, so excited uh, for that. And, and it looks really, really good. I'm really excited for the public to get a chance to see that and experience it. <laughs> I love it. My, my daughter tested that out. D.C. Reeves, the mayor of Pensacola, joins us now by phone. Hey, Mr. Mayor, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Has been tested. As, <laughs> kid tested, kid approved. I love that. Um, right. one. There was a bit of a news note yesterday, a couple of news notes over the last couple of days related to things the city is doing. One is, um, I guess... Uh, Monday, and I don't really watch the CRA, so I apologize. I'm a little bit behind the curve on this, but uh, PNJ's got an article out about this Belmont de Villiers building, the old uh, Smith's Bakery. That's the northeast corner of Belmont de Villiers, that big building with the murals on the side, across from Dwarf and across from Five Sisters. What's going on here? Yeah, so ultimately, um, you know, we had heard word that there was a you know foreclosure pending this month, uh, potentially on that property, and Reverend John Powell, who's made such an impact. Uh, in uh, our community as a whole, and certainly in, in the Belmont Villers neighborhood, you know, helping out children and all of these different things. Um, you know, that that property has the old Smith's Bakery on there, which is is one of the eleven uh, to save in the state of Florida. It's been designated as that. Uh, you know, and so um, you know, when you hear foreclosure and and you wonder what's the future of that, and, and knowing that um, someone could purchase this, and it and uh, not, you know, we could lose some of that his- history, and certainly the neighborhood, and that's such an important intersection in our city, um, could lose any say of what happens from this point forward. So, uh, you know, for the generational future of the block. So, um, we, you know, we're trying to step in and see if there's anything we can do, if we can help shape that future and work with the Reverend at the end of the day. It's his property, and, and if he can raise the money in these last few days, great. That's awesome. You know, that uh, helps us. Uh, achieve a line goal but if not uh, what we're really looking to do is uh make sure that that uh, uh that we can preserve the history of that building and also preserve 
the history of the future of that neighborhood for generations to come. What would your picture be? What would the what would the you know DC Reuse Magic Wand future be for that building? Yeah, um, look, I I think it's um, it, obviously we talk so much about affordable housing, and and so when you're talking about a parcel of that size over two acres, you know we're we're looking for opportunities uh, to uh, invest in. Uh, attainable housing around the city, you know, whether that, I mean, think about that. It comes in many forms. I mean, a, a developer comes in and says, Hey, we'll make X percent of units, you know, affordable. If you'll give us X tax abatement, you know, those kinds of subsidy opportunities. Well, this would just be another version of that. But the truth is, you know, what we want to do is get in and listen to the Reverend Powell, listen to the community members and say, what is your vision for this place? And, and of course it's going to have to, fold in logically with a public-private partnership. But, um, you know, I think we can really accomplish two key wins here. One is the true historic preservation, and two is uh, to solve a need, uh, you know, uh, with attainable housing and, uh, you know, keep the character of that community and keep, um, you know, again, such an important intersection um, for for our city, for uh, that neighborhood, decades and decades of history. And, uh, you know, we just I, – I just – you know, like this is if you have a CRA, what is literally a community redevelopment agency, this is something that should be pretty high on the list. Uh, you know, when you talk about a project like this, to make sure uh, that the future is bright for whatever happens. Yeah, I mean, you would think that's kind of like uh, bright line A zone <laughs> of what a CRA would be able to work on would be something like this. I agree with that. Uh, you made a kind of an oblique announcement yesterday in your press conference where you said that the monument to women veterans, and I assume you actually meant the uh, museum to women veterans that currently occupies the Amtrak, the old Amtrak building, the railroad station, um, that they are wanting out of their lease. Um, I actually tried to get in contact with uh, Michelle Caldwell yesterday. I wasn't able to reach her. Um, do you know what's going on? I mean, it seems like a backtrack for them. And, you know, do you know whether the, is the monument still on the, like, where are we at with those two projects? Yeah, I, I don't have a ton of details on their side in terms of, you know, uh, future location or, or, you know, the future of the project. Um, you know, we had had some conversations about, um, you know, the future of, of the lease of the building. And, and, um, and then, you know, we received this letter uh, on March 3rd. Oh, well, it's dated March 3rd. We received it, I believe, on Monday um, to say, hey, you know, we're looking for, a you know, a, an amicable, um, you know, to be let out of the lease. And certainly we're, we're going to uh, honor that and work with them uh, any way that we can, both in that request and, you know, certainly open-minded about, um, you know, the future. If, if a monument is going to be in a park or, you know, anything like that, um, you know, we, we wish them nothing but the best. And, um, you know, and I made the point uh, in the press conference that the coincidental conversation around Amtrak and passenger rail, you know, the first question I, I assumed that I would get was, well, is this, you know, been egged on by uh, the potential right. of Amtrak to come to Pensacola? And I said, first off, you know, that would be years from now anyway. And second off, the, the lease as it stands right now already had a clause included that if passenger rail returned, uh, that, that uh, the city would be able to retake the building. So uh, that, while coincidental, that's really a moot point. That has nothing to do with uh, you know, this decision. And we have, obviously, at this point, no, uh, no future potential plans for that building or anything like that at all. We just want to, uh, you know, we have people wanting to do good in our community, and, and this is what they believe their best next step is. 
uh, we would certainly want to work with him and honor that. And, and frankly, um, you know, the way I envision it is if we ever were to get rail service back into that building, that would be only to the good for the Museum for Women Veterans. That would be that would be lots and lots of traffic through their their uh, their use of that facility as well, right. you know, to the degree that they could be made compatible. Uh, D.C. Reeves, hang on for just a second. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Okay, it looks like it is starting to move a, a little bit. Uh, this bad accident, this is, uh, it looks like I-10 uh, northbound. I'm sorry, I-10 I eastbound, rather. It's blocked just after the Car City Highway 29 exit after a multi-car accident. It is down to single lane. It's uh, moving just very, very slow. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves. One of the other things that came up um, yesterday in the press conference a little bit, you were asked about, the area that Skanska had been using there on the waterfront as laydown, that, of course, now their operation is, you know, into its final phases and getting ready to depart. Uh, there'd been talk about the city trying to acquire that whole thing, what could be used, what could be done with it and all of that. And uh, I know this is sort of like, you know, big picture, maybe pie in the side type stuff. But do you have an intent to try to pursue that? Is it more of an open to ideas phase? What's your thinking about that property? Yeah, well, you know, to repeat myself over the weeks, you know, I say my largest paranoia is missed opportunity. And, you know, uh, the, at the end of the day, uh, property on the water in the city of Pensacola is extremely finite. Um, so I, I do think kind of like the conversation about truth for youth, I think it's the duty of the city of Pensacola to look at opportunities like that when we know um, that, uh, that it's not it is not infinite. <laughs> We've got that. So a 21 and a half acre parcel. Uh, on Bayou Chico in the city limits. Um, it, it certainly has its limitations, right? This is not deep water uh, the way that port is. It's got a bridge that uh, something that would have to get under. But, um, you know, we should be looking at every opportunity. And so certainly that's, uh, you know, it hasn't left more than conversation at this point, but it's uh, something that we're considering, uh, you know, looking into at least doing our due diligence and seeing if you know, something can make sense. And And part of that due diligence is, you know, who can we partner with? Uh, you know, what kind of funding can ha- come from that? Uh, whatever project that we would propose, you know, what, what, what kind of partners would that be able to bring in? So something may work out with that, something may not work out with that. And, and again, this is private property. Uh, they could sell it tomorrow and, and not to the city, and, and it would be the end of that conversation. So uh, it, it is our duty to look into what we think are, uh, are strong opportunities for the city to, to grow and expand. Um, so we are doing that, and, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but really, at this point, just conversation. Very good. We always like to end on a lightning round, have some fun questions for you. Uh, some of these we use in our frivolous topics at 835, by the way. Uh, first one for you is when you're at the line in the grocery store and the conveyor, do you put the barrier between you and the person, do you put it behind as a courtesy, or do you uh, do you wait for them to take care of that? I'm usually, uh, since I don't have time to go to the grocery store, I load up the entire conveyor belt so I don't have the <laughs> ability to do the, the courtesy. Behind, you know, uh, I, I help put the one in front, though. I'm proactive I got on, you. on the front. I don't expect them to put that one for me. All right. You, you don't wait on the courtesy of others. I, I got you. Um, sweaters what? hung up in the closet on a hanger or folded on a shelf or in a drawer somewhere? Hung up on a hanger because then I I run through a, a drawer like the Tasmanian Devil and then it's like, well, I can't wear it. So anything that's hung up is always going to be preferable to me. You do get wrinkles that way for sure. Last one uh, earlier this week it was a National Eating Oreo Day. Question from Mayor Reeves: Everybody wants to know what's your way of eating an Oreo mm-hmm. cookie. 
Um, I, I know it sounds boring. I'm just the uh, you know, traditional bite. I don't, I don't unscrew it. I don't, uh, you know, unscrew. nothing unconventional. I just uh, <laughs> eat it like a normal cookie. I wish I had a better, more exciting answer for you. If if this makes you, this will either make you feel better or terrible. Same for me. <laughs> Absolute same for me. <laughs> Completely ordinary approach. That's right. Mayor D.C. Reeves, <laughs> always a pleasure. So we look forward to the city council meeting tomorrow night uh, and talking to you next week. Thank you for the time. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right. 750 here on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. If you are 64 turning 65 and you're thinking about insurance, of course, you're going to be making a switch, right? You're going to be going over on Medicare. But that might make you apprehensive because you're not sure what the future holds. You're not sure what that entails. What will it coverage? What about prescription drugs? What about supplement? What about Advantage? What about Medicaid? Do I qualify for that? Look, I know it's a lot of questions, and I know to some degree people can be calling you and sending you letters and emailing you, and it can make you feel even more apprehensive than you were before. No, just call my friend Ricky Stewart. She's been I've known her as long as we've lived here. She's really good people. Her whole family does insurance. She does exclusively this particular thing. She helps people get transitioned over to Medicare. She can answer all your questions, and she's super a sweetheart. You'll, you, you will love her. Uh, anyway, call her. She has your answers. 341-2185. If I were 64, I would be calling her. 341-2185 for Ricky Stewart Insurance. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis and Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, Call Benakis and Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. Tune in this Friday at 10 to the Pensacola Expert Panel when Dr. John Stevenson, Associate Vice President of Student Affairs at Pensacola State College, will be on the show. He'll be discussing priority registration, student life, athletics, financial aid sessions, pirate path, and what's new at the Pensacola State College. That's all this Friday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Dr. John Stevenson from Pensacola State College. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. The McGuire St. Patrick's Day 5K is Saturday, beginning at 9 a.m. The largest prediction 5K run in America. Come for the run and stay for the party. More at runsignup.com. Ever wanted to get involved at Pensacola Little Theater but weren't sure how? Join us Saturday from 10 till 2 for open house. Join in for snacks and tours every 30 minutes. PensacolaLittleTheater.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at newsradio923.com. 
Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. Honey, do you think KFC's still open? Very sobering assessment of United States military readiness for the era of great power conflict with, for example, China and also to some degree Russia. I'll tell you about that in just a second. Let's get in the newsroom now where uh, we've got our headlines from David Wayne. David? The Americans that were attacked in the Mexican Mexican border town of Matamoros were there apparently to get plastic surgery. Doctors say this is why they warn people to avoid crossing the border for medical care. absolutely not worth it. You know, you're going to pay a little extra here, but don't be cheap about your health. Dr. Thomas Genevy says the incident highlights the dangers that some people take to save a few dollars. The victims were kidnapped by members of a Mexican drug cartel. The lawyer for Gabby Petito's family says he's not surprised by a request made by Brian Laundrie's family. Their lawyer filed a motion to keep a a letter that uh, Laundrie got from his mom, Roberta, from being entered into evidence. The Petitos suing the Laundries over Gabby's death. The attorney says the letter contains incriminating language. And uh, Governor DeSantis urging President Biden to allow unvaccinated tennis star Nojak Djokovic to compete in this month's Miami Open. Uh, Djokovic applied to the U.S. government last month for a coronavirus vaccine waiver. His request was denied last week. Yeah, I'm still amazed that we even have this. <laughs> it's just amazing. And Novak right. is such a great player. It's just, it's always going to be an asterisk on everything he's prohibited from competing in. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. And I didn't hear if you mentioned, and forgive me if you did, but the uh, the news out of that um, uh, horrible Mexico case, two people were killed, two returned back safely. So just awful all around. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. And again, still that bad accident. It looks like it was moving, but still just at a standstill for the most part. This is I-10 eastbound, and again, a parking lot between Highway 29, that Car City exit, exit 10A and 10B, and the Pine Forest exit. The uh, entrances to I-10 from Pine Forest, of course, are backed up, as is Pine Forest near that area. Also, Fowler Avenue and Easy Street, ironically, uh, showing an accident, uh, but no roadblock there. But again, avoid that section of I-10 eastbound if you can. Still very, very slow, although it does appear to be moving just Again, real, real slow this morning. 437-1620. We have traffic tips. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. I mentioned the uh, Wall Street Journal had come out with a story the other day. It was really, it's the kind of thing you don't want to read because it's basically the gist of it is that the United States military is way behind in preparation for massive conflict with China if we have to actually engage in it, which we hope we don't have to. Um, and you know, strength through deterrence, right? That's how you avoid it. And, uh, but if you, but the only way you can effectively deter is if you have the capability to convince the opponent that they cannot win if it comes to that. And not only that they cannot win, but that it will be so adverse to them, the outcome in the process that it's not even worth the chance of them trying to get some kind of a victory, right? Well, basically what they go through, and there's a whole bunch of things here, like for example, okay, this is kind of tied into some degree with the A-10, uh, the Thunderbolt, the Warthog getting you know taken away, and the Air Force basically making the announcement that they're going to work on decommissioning those now because even though it is an almost irreplaceable ground support tactic, uh, uh, the, the A-10 is amazing for anti-tank as it was designed for and also for helping troops in the field, basically what they're saying is, Troops on the battlefield isn't really the future warfare for us so much anymore. Um, and so that's not, you know, that 
particular mission isn't as useful and other um, other platforms like even I guess the F-35 have that capability to deliver it not quite in the same way but still as effectively I don't know I'm, I'm still not a believer because I love that plane so much but I, I see where they're but what they're getting at is uh, we're not likely to become engaged in that same kind of warfare for example, if you game out what China would do against us if we were fighting them, this Wall Street Journal piece starts off with talking about a, a tabletop exercise that went back in spring of 2018, and the war game was imagine the Chinese push to take control of the South China Sea. And the guy who uh, is now vice admiral, I think, or uh, anyway, it, it, pretty high up in the military now, who was in charge of it at the time, they basically decided that the Chinese with a bunch of missiles – would attack our ports that we rely on and bases that we rely on throughout the region, and we wouldn't even be able to get our stuff off the ground, and they would be winning preemptively. You know, kind of like a missile strike can have major effects, right? And so the the question was, well, how do we prevent against that? Years and years of work. Well, subsequent exercises indicate that we're still way behind in being prepared for this conflict, and part of the challenge of it is that even our like semi-optimistic assessments are predicated on the existence of and the ability to implement future technologies that we don't have yet to roll out. So I just it, like I said, very sobering assessment here. You're listening to News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze Milton Pensacola. The state of the state was yesterday, and Florida's number one. Also, an update on that attempted armed robbery yesterday on Old Corey Field Road. Those stories and more after this update from Fox News. Did COVID leak out of a Chinese lab? I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. After recent FBI and Energy Department assessments, that's likely a House committee investigating holds its first hearing on COVID's origins. It's about to start. There's something fishy going on here, and that's why Republicans want to get to the bottom of this. That's Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Her fellow GOP House Republican, Nicole Maliotakis, also tells Fox. It seems here that Dr. Fauci was involved in one of the biggest cover-ups in American history when he told us that it was not the lab leak, um, but instead it was natural origins. Dr. Anthony Fauci still maintains the science is not clear either way. And Democratic Congresswoman Debbie Dingell, also on the committee, tells the Fox News Rundown podcast she hopes the investigation is not political theater. It's more important than ever that the issue remain evidence-based and free from politicization, partisanship, and conspiracy. Next hour, another House hearing focuses on the U.S. troop withdrawal from Afghanistan that became a hurried evacuation as the Taliban retook control in 2021. And since then, Fox's Jonathan Savage reports. A ban on education beyond sixth grade. Women eliminated from parks and gyms covered by law from head to toe. That's the reality of life for women and girls under the Afghan Taliban. The head of the UN's mission to Afghanistan calling the policy a colossal act of national self-harm. And the UN has declared Afghanistan the worst country in the world treating females. Two of the four Americans attacked and kidnapped in Mexico are now back in the US, freed from a shack. Their two friends found dead in a field. Mexican authorities now say that the Americans were held and even tortured in that red wooden shack in the rural part of eastern Mexico, where officials believe the Americans likely got lost and were mistaken by the cartel for Haitians that were acting as rogue drug mules. Fox's Griff Jenkins, America's listening to Fox News. 